It's Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. There's, <laughs> I could have played the music again if it made it easier. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> we are um, back at Old Firehouse, the Old Firehouse Brewery in Williamsburg, Ohio, with Adam Cowan. And uh, am I introducing you? Are you officially here? I guess so. So, my brother, do you, do you have a, Do I call you just by your name? How does that work? No, let's just say the gnome's brother. The gnome's brother. <laughs> the gnome bro. The gnome bro. <laughs> um, we haven't been here since probably what last uh, spring, maybe spring. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, there's been a lot that's happened here. Some uh, some people that have left. Some people that have joined. It's, You'll have that. <laughs> uh, I mean. uh, we'll, we'll talk about it all, but um, anybody who listens to the show knows that there's only one reason you do a beer podcast, and that's to drink beer. From the beer fridge. From the beer taps. Um, I got a few different beers here for us to talk about. Some stuff that I don't... I assume that we've tried Code 3 on the show when we were out here for the first time back in 2000. 14 or 15 or whenever we did that first show. It was probably 2015, right? That, let's see. We opened September of 14. So, I, it, was so probably, it was probably it was, 15. It was probably 2015 when we were out here. So we, we probably drank Code 3 then, but I, I got some um, because I feel like we need to talk about it again because it is my favorite red ale in Cincinnati. Um, and there's is that what you're drinking? Did you try it? It's not red. It's reddish. Hold it's on, copper-y. hold on, hold on, hold this, on. This is the burning bush. Okay, a red. No, no, burning bush is. Burning bush is like is is red for a whole different reason. We'll talk about that. I didn't even mention we had that one yet. We're not there yet. Oh, we're talking about code three first because I like ADD. I said, I'm just saying. Literally, <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> um, code three is. So, I feel like. Red ales, Irish reds, whatever, amber ales. There's lots of different things that kind of fall into a category for me, and they get overlooked a lot because they're not exciting. They're not New England IPAs. They're not IPA anything, and people kind of skip over them sometimes. That was the first beer we ever did. That it, was the first beer I ever had from you. I mean, that, that was the I number believe, one. right out of the bright tank. So... But that's what I wanted. I, I like malt. I love malt. Hops are okay. I mean, a good hoppy beer is good occasionally. But if you want something that you can sit and drink and not wreck your palate and enjoy it with food. And that's what we, we try to do here. We try to balance everything so it goes with different food styles. Um, and in my opinion, the red ale, anything with a red sauce... You know, veal parma, chicken parma, raviolis, pizza, chilies. It's it's just a good solid beer, and, and and that came out of the gate, pretty much what you got right here, and we've done it the same way for four years. Well, you've got a cigar sitting there too that I know that you like to partake in every once in a while. Yeah, but the state of this? Ohio won't let me do it in a building, my what? building. Right, but but this beer is. A phenomenal cigar beer. Oh, absolutely! It's one of those things. I 
as a cigar smoker myself, it's it's one of those struggles to always find some some kind of beer that goes well with cigars and hops. And cigars are not fans of each other. No, they they, <laughs> they yeah they bite at each other. It's like toothpaste and drinking orange juice. They just you know yeah brush your teeth and drink orange juice. It just turns your face inside out. Same thing if you do an IPA that's really hopped up with a cigar. Yeah, it it, it they're not good. I do think it's spot on delicious. It's it's, it's a like, it really thank you. Is. A lot of people when they put out red ales or ambers or Irish reds or whatever they want to call them, they they overhop them. They 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 throw a bunch in there to kind of please the palate of these IPA nuts that are around. And it, it to me it ruins what the style is supposed to be. This is great. It's sweet. It's malty. It's it's this is probably um, if I'm going if I'm if I just walk in the house, my like, God, I need to. Be, I know you know. Gnome bro, whatever I'm calling you, I know you're you're a dark beer fan. Yeah. Um, if I walk in the house, this is something that that I tend to lean towards. It's something that's that's malty and sweet. And well, and I'm glad you guys kind easy. of made me get it because it's not something I would just go up and order on my own. Being a dark beer fan, but it's really good. Well, it's it's more malt forward. It's it's not high in ABV. So. You know, this is a beer, and that's one of the reasons why I drink as much as I do. Uh, well, okay, let's back up. <laughs> I drink for a lot of reasons. The reason why I drink this one as much as I do, because in here when we've got a crowd, everybody, you know, you're the owner of the brewery, come have a beer. I can't drink an 8% beer. I just can't do it. Well, I can. I just can't do it all night <laughs> do long. do anything you set your mind to. <laughs> but I can't do it all night long. So for me... This, you know, falls in nice. I won't get smashed. Um, I can still carry on a conversation. 5.2%, is that yeah. right? Yeah, um, 5.2. That nice, it's not, not too low. Like, it's still got a little bit going on, but um, definitely something that you can drink all night. It's, it's fantastic. I don't want to spend all day talking about a red ale. Um, Why not? I think we've already talked about it on the show, actually. <laughs> so if you go back to episode blah 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 whatever it was look in the show notes i'll have it there um when we were first out here i'm pretty sure we probably drank this beer because why wouldn't we back well back then there was probably only four or five beers yes we had flashpoint code three pin up girl uh, pin up girl and then proby oh and we had we had hosa or goza oh god i love that beer we should talk about that beer Nobody makes a good Goza anymore in Cincinnati. Well, okay. It was you and Scott at Blank Slate that were making the only Gozas that were, in my opinion, real Gozas. Now, they, that's, they, that's not to say that the other Gozas that aren't around aren't tasty, but there's too much sourness and there's too much saltiness in everybody's Gozas. Well, it, and the reason we quit making it is everybody... Because wasn't can, enough sourness. No, it, everybody said, well, this is not a real Goza. It's not sour. <coughs> bullshit. It's supposed to be tart. It's not supposed to be sour. And quite honestly, making a wheat beer is a pain in the right. ass. No, it is. It is twice the labor just mashing in. It, it, it is. It's, it's horrible because you got to mix in rice hulls. Otherwise, you end up with a giant wheat biscuit in there. And then trying to get it so that you can get your wort to pass through it, and you you can sparge and all that. It, it is very very difficult. So, is there a chance we'll ever see it just as a one-off 
shits and giggles kind of beer? Well, I, okay. I said I would never do, and I would never do, and I would never do, and the little. So you're saying there's a chance? There, there, there is a chance. Um, very, 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 very outside chance. But okay, the little mean redhead behind the. Counter? I've never seen a little mean redhead behind your bar ever. Bullshit! That's Carrie, and she's she fantastic. Is, she is a sweetheart, but if if, if she gets something in her head, just <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, no, I, yeah, I write the checks. I make, but yes, ma'am, whatever you want. So I'm it, very familiar with that. So <laughs> my house runs. Yeah, well, I yeah. have two. Of I've, them been, I've been married a long time, so <laughs> it happens. So if. If, if she said she wanted something, because I said I'd never do a pumpkin beer, and we did a six-barrel one time, just because. So I'm not going to say never, <laughs> because never, never works. But I don't have it on the radar right now. That's good. It's, it's also one of those beers that requires a lot of special ingredients that you don't just have laying around. It's not something you can just whip together. <laughs> uh, yeah, because to make a good one, you need sweet, uh, sweet orange peel, a bunch of sea salt, coriander. So it, it takes some work to do it. And people love it. I mean, I had a guy come in here actually tonight going to the first football game of the season here in town. I'm sure there. I don't know if anybody that's listening can hear the rain that was pouring just a minute ago, but um, as seems to be the way the show runs, every time we do a show now, it's pouring rain. Wait a minute. <laughs> we went from snow. Three weeks later, we went to 90s and rain, and that there was no spring here. I'm from the south. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping okay. that... Welcome to the welcome to the north. <laughs> let's um let's talk about Crosslight next. This one we have not talked about on the show because it's the newest beer that um you guys are pouring, right? There's nothing else that's newer than that. Uh no, I don't believe so. This is It's a pale a, ale. It's a it's a session pale. It's like four, what four four point two four point two, yeah. Only twelve IBUs, and the hops we are using in this right now. Well, actually, the hops we're going to use in this continually are actually grown in Georgetown, which is Ooh. I don't know thirteen miles east of us. Um, well, that's getting too much into my. Per- there, there's a hop farm for sale in Batavia. No. <laughs> Look, I have, I'm, I'm trying to run a brewery. I don't need to be in any more. No, I, all of my time is invested in here. And if I did that, I would lose this because I would be divorced. You don't want to be a farmer? No. I, like I, to, I did that. I like to grill steaks. I'm not going to raise cattle. Actually, that's kind of fun. They're, they're better, fresher. Probably just <laughs> walk out to your field. I'm you, <laughs> you, yeah. number seventy-eight. Come yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put you on a trailer, and you're gonna come back in white paper. <laughs> um, my wife's family um, does a lot of farming up in in Oxford, and they raise lots of animals that come this time of the year. End up in freezers. And oh yeah, I have a really 
great looking chicken that's just waiting for me to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with it right now. There's <laughs> just all kinds of hunks of meat that end up in my house. Uh, really? Yeah. Mail it to me. <laughs> FedEx will come down from Fairfield to here. We're I good. Can, I can also tell you what their names were. <laughs> See, when we had the farm, because the girls were You're now little, listening to Cincy Meatcast. Yes. Whatever. Um, the girls, when they... Because we'd bring them... We'd buy them from the fair, help the kids out, and we'd bring them in. We'd feed them out. Teddy Cheeseburger. <laughs> Sammy Steak. So, no. So they, they didn't get attached. They knew yeah. that they were going to be on the grill or they were going to be in the oven or on the stove. That's not a pet. That you know. That's not your little cat that lays in your bed <laughs> and you pet it. No, we're going to eat it. <laughs> You can pet them if you're tenderizing. Yes. <laughs> We're supposed to be Co- talking about cross Kobe beef. Okay. So, okay. Anyway, 4.2, I think 12, 14 IBUs, really, really light. We're using locally produced Cascade hops uh, from Scott Farm down in Georgetown. So we're trying to – we really are trying to do as much local – and support the community around us. Well, and, and like you were talking about, you know, you own a brewery and you're hanging out here a lot of nights. People want to have a beer with you. I, there's plenty of times where I just want to hang out in a brewery and I want to do it for a little while. I don't necessarily always want to be drinking a eight percent porter or whatever the hell that you know that that I know that you love that. You okay. know, bro. I, I, but, I like to do that when I'm sitting on the couch and I don't have to walk. <laughs> no. No, and we're not talking about walk to the car or drive. Walk. I don't want to have to. If, if I'm pounding beer like that, I don't want to even walk. And that's not even to mention the idea of drinking in the summertime when you're sitting out in the the heat. Like Sometimes I just want a little bit lighter beer. The, this know. it well, okay. We did distribute this. And it is available around. Look at how great your customers are bringing in tables from the rain. Oh, hold on. If we're busy, my customers will pick up glasses. And no, I have the best customers in the world. Actually, the man standing right there, walking away from you, uh-huh. was the last fire chief that was in this firehouse. That's Chief Malott. Yeah, this is his building. <laughs> this I own it. I pay. Uh, well, okay. So I'm paying this, a mortgage on it, but that is this is his building. Is his name on one of the hooks along the wall? Number there? one, right there, with the white helmet. That's no, fun. He I, would, I, we, I'm sure we've talked about that on the show. So there will be links in the show notes to the previous shows we've done out here, and I know that we're not supposed to call this a museum of. Anything. My wife does not want a museum, but, but I'm pushing it. There is, there's a lot of history in this building. There's a lot of, I don't want to call them artifacts, but there, there, there there's there, a there, lot of memorabilia. There's, it's, there is. I mean, I've, I've got it's stuff. Not a gimmick. What, what's going on here? Well, okay. In, in, just, just, okay. You probably don't know this, but my old broke down ass. At 55 years old, I you, I went back to being a volunteer firefighter again. So, yeah, so, I fight fire here in the village in the township. No, this is a firehouse. It's, it's old, broke-down firefighter bought old, broke-down firehouse. And, yeah, it's a brewery. 
we haven't consumed as much beer yet that was consumed when it was a firehouse. <laughs> but that was in the 50s and 60s when you could drink in a firehouse. But we're working on it. We're you, can still, you can still drink in a firehouse. It just has to be the old firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's go on to the next beer before... We spend the whole show just doing from the beer fridge. Oh come on! I, really, I no, I want to pick at you. I, I want we'll to dog there. you. We will get you. There. Did hit the record button, right? Yeah, we're recording. Okay, because last time <laughs> it didn't work so well. It worked great. <laughs> it's a great show. Um, Burning Bush. Uh, this does not seem like the type of beer that I picture somebody like you wanting to brew. I don't picture you as like a fruit beer kind of guy. No, God, no. But. And I don't want to sound like a sexist pig, but the girls like it. The so, girls and the gnomes. Okay. I like this beer a lot. Well, so then we're questioning your sexuality right now. Is yeah. I'm just... I'm, Chuck, what do you think? Oh, well. Mm. No, no bro. No bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Well, it, it, I'll speak to the beer. I think it's really good. Um, as far as you saying him not being a big fruit fan, oh, yeah. you don't. You, this isn't heavy in the fruit. It's light. It's definitely there. So oh, it's there. With um, with any kind of berries, I feel like it's really easy to go really far over the top with it and make it kind of syrupy and nasty. See, and yeah. uh, again, that's where we really try to balance. So we're not making wine. We're not. Ever? It's beer. No. Oh my God! The state of Ohio and just, the feds and all that. No, I. Okay, I can't say never, but <laughs> uh, as long as I'm breathing, probably not. Because uh, we looked at actually doing meads, right? Because that's what the wife wants. So if if you do a mead, you're 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 that's, going all in with a wine license. That's right? a wine license anyway. And the way the feds set up, I can't have it in this building. With this equipment, it has to be has separate to be fermentation separate, yeah. because you pay your taxes at different times depending on what it is. Beer you pay your taxes when it goes into the bright tank. Wine, my understanding is, and I'm not 100% sure, when it goes into the bottle and leaves the bottling area, that's when they pay taxes. So you can't have the two crossing in the same space. So we're talking about more fermenters. Space is, space is the relative term there. I've seen places around that have a fence that's not much okay. more than the cage we're sitting in you, you that have, separates yes, the space. Yes. You, yes, you have to separate it, but I don't know. The beer business right now is competitive. Why do I want to get in to open another business you know i don't do i'm not in the restaurant business i don't necessarily want to be in the wine business don't want to grow hops i don't want to grow hops don't want to raise your steaks oh i I wouldn't mind that um but to do other businesses and take my focus off and i i think we make solid beer we are very, very consistent in what we do. And to take my eye off of that and try to go in to branch off and to do something else, right. I, I don't want to hurt 
the beer. I, d- I don't want to take anything away from what we're doing, and I don't know that I would have the time. That makes sense. The capital, the patience, whatever, to go and, and try to go down another road or another path. And we're, we're jumping topics a little bit, but what that's, about... That's what we do. It's what about, ADD. We'll what come about, back to it. What about getting a license where you're able to serve wine? No. No desire? No. Because then you're in the bar business. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the brewery business. I'm not in the bar business. There, so, are, there are bars that way and there are bars that, that way. way. Yeah, so... Uh, and and there are some guys out there that are doing well trying to do two or three different things. Like who? Oh, really? I'm just curious. Nine Giant. Nine Giant's doing amazing. Yeah. But, you, you know, you've got two guys trying to run a bar, trying to run a restaurant, and trying to run a brewery. I don't... Okay. At my age, <laughs> I don't have the energy to do it. You know, if I was 25, 30 years old, maybe. But right now for us, it is concentrate on brewing good beer. And I and I, I think we do really well with balanced beers, and we make solid beers. No, very little is over the top, and we've done some really goofy stuff. Cause you We're going to taste an over-the-top one here in a second, I'm guessing. Uh, go with Hot Mama. It's, it's, it's there. Did you get Hot Mama? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't tried it yet, but I got it. Okay, Hot Mama is... What the hell kind of peppers are they in a blonde ale? Um, I don't even habanero. remember. Habanero peppers. Although we He's did... good. We did Just do by it. smelling it, he picked that out. No, it's on the yeah. board. <laughs> he can read. Uh... And we did a red ale that had habanero, jalapeno, and another one. Let's do this one first. Okay, go ahead. Um, before I habanero my face. Um, this I'll, is. I want to watch your face turn inside is, out. This it's going to be hilarious. This is the maple porter. Is that right? I can't see yes. it. Unlike you guys, yes. I cannot see yes. the board. Um, tell me a little bit about it. Um, I've heard that maple is kind of a pain in the ass to try to figure out where to use it. It is. And, okay, some of my best decisions have been made when I was drinking. Some of my worst decisions have been made when I was drinking. But we had an extra, I don't know, 12 gallons of maple syrup laying around, which is. Oh, Jesus, that's good. It's for me. It's like it's it's hitting the perfect temperature right now too because it's a little it, warm it, out here. It is warm. Dear God, this is good. And we had extra maple syrup, which we get from. It's it's great because the farm we get it from is is northeast of Columbus. The father was a captain at Columbus, and now is the fire chief in the little town that they're in or township. And his son is a lieutenant at Columbus. So we hooked up with them. Keep talking. I'm looking up what we've drank on the show before because oh. I, I don't think we've had this before. I don't think it was no, on tap at no, the time. No, because we just did this, I don't know, four months ago, maybe five months ago. But I had extra maple syrup laying around. We pulled some of the dark chocolate out, and we put a light chocolate back in. 
because I didn't want the chocolate to overrun. And again, it is playing and balancing and seeing what we can do. And this is a one-off. It'll never come back. So I'm good. not going to say never. <laughs> I don't plan on bringing it back. Why not? Because look up Google the price of maple syrup per gallon. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and depending on how you, like, you know, talk about how you use the maple syrup in a beer, it, sometimes it just goes away, and you don't even get that maple flavor. If, if you do it post-fermentation, you'll keep a lot of the flavor. Okay? Guys that, or girls, I don't know who's brewing. Um, if you're home brewing, don't put it in your boil. Don't put it in with your hops. If you put it in post-fermentation, post, and it depends on whether you're pulling your yeast out or whether you're crash cooling or how, how you're racking it off, you do it after you get the yeast out of it so that it doesn't bind to the yeast. Right. Um, and then you have to circulate it and do all of that. But if you do it post-fermentation, you don't lose the sugars. If you get all of your yeast out of it, crash cool it, use your findings, biofine or whatever you're going to use to get the yeast out of it, and you have a good, clean, cold beer, then you got to bring it back up the temperature so you can circulate it so it breaks the Break. syrup down. Yeah. So it'll stay in suspension. It's it's phenomenal. Like it's it's and again, I feel like I'm going to say this a few times. Well, I might not say it for the next one. It's really well balanced to where try the uh, yeah. nutty pyro. It's a maple nut brown. Um, I, I've definitely. I don't actually don't think we had it on the show, but I've definitely had a few of those over. I, I'm a big fan of the nutty pyro and a big fan of the high rise. Are probably my two favorite beers. Well, the one I wish I could bring this back, is quite honestly, is Chief. We did try that the last one. Well, got last through show. got through a hurricane at Madagascar and wiped out like eighty percent of the vanilla. And my extract that we were using went from a hundred dollars a gallon, yeah. and we're using twelve twelve and a half gallons in a batch to six hundred dollars a gallon. Um, so anybody, anybody, anybody that wants to buy a $40 glass of beer, <laughs> I'll be more than happy to brew it again. Well, and, and, you know, on that same topic, anybody who ever gives Urban Artifact shit for how much they charge for a four-pack of some of those Midwest fruit tarts that they do, this is why some of those beers are expensive. It's because vanilla especially, which they use vanilla in pretty much every beer that I think they make, and they're using vanilla beans that God knows how much they are a pound. And in, in vanilla bean, you have a lot of labor in that. Right. So, and then as a craft brewer, you don't get the price breaks that everybody else gets. So, you know, we may be paying 40% more for an ingredient that, you know, the mega brewers can get if they use it instead of flavors. And a lot of them use flavorings instead of right. natural. So You're not using flavorings anything, right? No. No. We, that's we, that's we, why the burning bush has the color that it does. Yes. We, we, we use a puree. Um, 
Yeah, we do all purees. Um, <laughs> see, I told you she was a mean little redhead. She is not mean. <laughs> uh, She's going to come back and dump that beer on your head. Yeah, and I'll still write her a check at the end of the week. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, to use... And I'm not going to say we're organic, but we try to be as close... Is there, there are just some things you can't buy organic. Oh, my God, if I bought two-row organic with the tons and tons we buy, we wouldn't sell a beer because, well, we would sell them. But w- I wouldn't make any money, A. I wouldn't be able to reinvest, B. Or I would have to charge, you know, $9 a glass. Uh, you know, unless it's something that's, like, really over the top. And we... we we really try, I try, 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 especially here in a tap room, to keep the prices down as low as I can. Because I hear all the time, oh, my God, you're all the way out there. Okay, we're 12 miles from 275, but it's a drive. Right. So, you know, it, where, I don't know, we're selling a pint of porter for 6 bucks, where you pay 7 8 bucks somewhere else. Hopefully that offsets... Your gas money and you're willing to come even, out here. But even aside from that, like I can I can go to a brewery and even if I showed up here and you had a nine dollar pint of something, I might get it. Might. But, but then I might go after I have that pint. Versus hanging out for a while and And it, okay, this is a firehouse. You're supposed to come in, you're supposed to relax, kids are supposed to run around. Mine's all strapped in. I think she's afraid to let her out. Mm-hmm. She can't hurt anything in here. The it's all stainless is steel. Open. <laughs> That's okay. It's all stainless steel. Uh, but no, this the the thought behind this was to have a place where you can come, bring your kids, hang out. I mean, so, okay, it's any- pouring rain after the football game when all the little smaller children, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, when they come in here. We've got a bucket of sidewalk chalk. They'll end up painting the floor. <laughs> and Monday morning, I pull a fire hose out, and I hose it all away. Because I want I want the parents to be able to relax and drink a beer and socialize. I want the kids to be able to come in and say, you know, I did this or I did that. Right. That's why we've got a stack of games over there. It, it This is supposed to be anybody who, family. Anybody who has ever had any exposure to... A firehouse, who ever had a relative, uh, a friend, a, a family member, whatever it is that has worked in a firehouse, like that's that's the atmosphere. I mean, yes, if you come in during the day when it's you it's know, family, but but you if, if, on the firehouse side, you may walk in sometimes, and when it's not the family time, you may get a different type of atmosphere. No, <laughs> but at the core of what a firehouse is, it's about. It's about family. It's about community. It's about, I mean, Absolutely. of course it's about community. It's one of the things we were commenting on before we even started the show is how reasonable some of the prices are, especially your special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys, That's amazing. You guys run specials constantly of things that are stupidly cheap. Like I know. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and I was saying that there are, there are places in the country where you can go and beer is still $4 a pint. And that's that's normal to them, and you know they're it's becoming more and more common to see eight dollar pints of beer. 
for something that you look at. And you're like, why am I why am I paying this? You know, be it because it's something special. The, the, okay, go to a ball game and buy a beer. I just went. Yeah, fourteen fourteen dollars for the big for one. The big one, yeah. big craft beer at the Redskins. Yeah, so it this I want this to be where you can come in, you can hang out, you can have a good time, drink a couple, three beers. My mom's here and she hates beer. Look at her; she's going to the bar. No, no. She's take a <laughs> and she was drinking but, root beer. I think, but beer. but you have root beer and you have orange. Is it orange cream soda or just orange soda? I don't know. Right now, orange it, it, orange fizzy something. Yes, and we're getting ready to change that back over to Sprecher's um, vanilla cream soda, oh, which God, is absolutely so to die for. No, uh, it is. But you've dedicated two taps just for the kids to, and the to, the DDs. And the non-drinkers, yeah. If you see, like, that, you know, 10-year-old kid that gets to walk up to the bar with mom or dad and order their drink and get it served the same way, like, that's, it's it's something that's special that I, you know, I don't know if a lot of people understand and appreciate what that is. Oh, I, I, I get grandfathers that come in with their, you know, their five or six-year-old grandson, they'll put him up on the bar stool, and then we serve him at the bar, and he sits there with Grandpa, and it's like, you know, yeah. he's on top of the world. Yeah. It's like when my little four-year-old would get her Shirley Temple. Yeah, yeah. She just she, feels that it's so special. Yeah. She goes yeah. to Grandpa's house, and, Grandpa, Shirley Temple! Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he mixes her Shirley Temple and puts it there, and that, that smile, yeah. and, you know, she's sitting next to she, Dad. She and is part she, of it. Yeah. Fits in. It's, it's not like Thanksgiving and you go to the kids' table. Right. You're right. there with the adults and you're interacting and you're drinking what you think that they're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of drinking, let's let's do this one. Okay. All right, hot we mama. Go. So we tried uh, we we tried a hot mama last episode. This the last one was made with jalapenos though, which are not no, the hottest pepper in no, the world. No, my notes say jalapenos. Really. That's what it says. Somebody wrote it wrong. Well, that would be but me. The, <laughs> those, it's, and peppers are like grapes, depending on whose garden. <laughs> yeah. Jump up and take a bite out of your ass, did it? Oh, I mean, I've had spicy beer, but my gosh. See, I'm, not, I'm not smelling a lot of peppers. Oh, just sip it. But see, I have people tell me it's not hot enough. So, but it's the same amount of peppers we did last time. It's not bad. It's definitely hot, but it's it not. is hot. But that's the peppers this year. Last year, the peppers we used came out of a different garden from a different person. So, depending on soil conditions and weather and blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, but it is the exact same recipe as last year. But yeah, it's got a little bite. Drink that down to uh, to half, and we'll call your dad over. Okay. <laughs> he um. It's look, we don't on, have to tell him what on, it is. Hold on, his dad, or well, my stepdad. Okay. So the old man. He, he's okay. been, anybody who listens to the show religiously knows the old man. Cool. Hey, so yeah. the um the new project. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, Nancy, drink it. <laughs> no, I it's. It's special. It's a pepper beer. <laughs> it is a pepper beer. Well, see, I love habaneros of cooking. I love them. But I'm just weird where it, my, my food, my drinks, I don't really like them tasting. It is an, it's, a, it's an odd kind of the way that peppers just kind of tackle everything when yes. you're drinking them. 
is is very different than when they're in your food. I could see cooking with this. And we didn't have it. We just got peppers in here, I don't know, about a month ago. This was just re-released this week. It took us three Ooh. weeks. The burp afterwards hurts really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay, so I'm not going to sell this beer anymore, so that's the end of this beer. No, but... So if, what, what, what other beer you like, do you want to kill for me? No, no. Like, no, really. No, 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 no. What, what if, else? If you're a hot beer fan... Like then you would spicy, love this. This is... It's, like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's spicy. I, I also I now, would not drink more than this. Now I, I <laughs> wish I wish I would have drank it when it was really cold because I think that's kind of a fun experience too with pepper beer, like when the beer is really cold and yes. it takes it a minute to like, kick your ass. No, this is it's, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's a yep. light, hot beer. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I, Do I have the lemon lime up there? No, I didn't see it. Uh, let's see. What else can you play with? I'll tell you what. Let's. I got a grapefruit IPA up there. So. Let's um. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Because I want to talk a little bit about some bigger picture things and what's oh, going on. Oh dear God! What? Big picture? I don't know. Um. Yeah. When we come back, we'll we'll get the old man to drink a beer that he is not going to like, and <laughs> it's going to be fun. Okay. So the, this new project that I've hinted at in the last I don't know like four hundred episodes, part of that will incorporate some trivia on a regular basis like a contest kind of thing where you have to figure out if the old man knew the answer to whatever the question is okay. if that makes sense does the old man know? and then I'm, I want to do so, a little bit of self promotion I, I was going to say is that what's called does the old man know does the old man know something like that I don't know yeah. uh, we'll be back this is Cincy Brewcast the voice of, don't tell him what it is when you talk to him all right. Just tell him that when Hold we on. come back from break, You've he's got ADD, to... too, because the voice of don't tell him. <laughs> I saw what, him getting ready what? to jump up, Hold and on, he was going to go ruin Hold some on. shit. The voice of don't tell him what it is. <laughs> that's really... And, and then, all, honestly, I was going to run to the restroom real quick. Well, that's yeah, well, I mean... Hey, yeah, don't, yeah, run. I don't, don't run. Don't <laughs> run. Just walk, walk briskly, but don't run. You we'll, might put an eye out. We'll be back. Since he's not going to put anybody's <laughs> eye out. Since he broadcast the voice of Sensei Craft. <laughs> Beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Um, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice of Cincy Craft. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. 
Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there, and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You are listening to Cincy Breakfast, the voice of Cincy Craft. While we were all taking a break. Oh, good job. We're back. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. This is my show. You guys know that, right? No. I can. Yeah, I have control maybe. over microphones. I have control. It's my house. Um, my rules. That's true. And his beer. Bingo. <laughs> there are there are now other breweries close by that I could go set up at right now. Yeah, there, there are, <laughs> but are there any that you can have this much fun? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> we know. Um, I'm just, so okay, I'm being a smart ass. If I, that happens from time to we time, have to, if you haven't noticed. I think that's okay. We've got to I, introduce, I become, we, we, we have to tell people okay. what's happening right now because Gnome Bro does not sound like Gnome Bro. It's the old man now. It is. So my whole family is here hanging out and they're bouncing around. Um, and I appreciate you guys coming out and drinking beer with me. Um, I appreciate it too. They never come to shows except on an old firehouse. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's the only place we always come. <laughs> really, <laughs> never come to shows. Um, uh, so, uh, old man, we we got you a little sample of beer. Um, do I we get know to that. Try it? Yeah, we know that you like the style a lot. So, um, gnome bro, as we're calling him, left this one for you. It's habanero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do habanero, and I don't do smoked. We don't do smoked either. Un- unfortunately, the, unfortunately, the show is just audio, not video, and you couldn't see his face. Those are the two I don't like. His face turned inside out. Oh. You ever see those commercials with the bitter beer face? Yes. That's exactly what that was I like. I'll He's go got back the... to pinup girl here. Um, you drink pinup girl and not code three? That's not pinup girl. Code three. Okay. That's not okay. pinup girl. Oh, I know. That's the blood orange. See, he doesn't even yeah. know what he's drinking. Well, I've had three or four This already. is why I love just, the old man. Uh, just, just looking at it, I'm telling you. Yes. That's like, not clear. I've, that's not pinup girl. I've had, three, I've had a pinup girl already. I've had three or four. I'm on blood orange right now. Okay. okay. All right. So we've, we've, we've talked about the beers a whole lot. We're, we're getting bigger picture right now. 
Oh, That's where you stepped you into this. I'll drink it. <laughs> um, Can't do those. I we, we kind Sissy. of we kind of hinted at it at the beginning of the show. Uh, ben, I, anybody who reads the the blog knows Ben left here. He went over to uh, March first. Yeah. Um, you guys got somebody new though. I did. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Talk about the the transition. Um, There's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> but the, the, I mean, the fit is very different for you guys too. Well, I don't know. Because we hired Chris Wright. Right. He, right. He, he was, yes, he was the... Okay. <laughs> that was when, not intentional, by the when, way. And <laughs> when we hired him, we did a post on Facebook, the right man, the right time, the right, 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 and spelt with the W-R-I-G-H-T. And I got some crap from a couple of other brewers <laughs> um, about it. And it was all in fun. I wish Ben the best when he left. Hope he does well. So Chris was a home brewer. He used to come in here and hang out and help and volunteer, and he knew the equipment. Um, He's a firefighter here in town, so he understands chain of command. You know, That's a plus. I write the checks, listen to the old man. Um, and our consistency hasn't changed, and that, that that is what we spend all of our time. Literally, ninety percent of our time is making consistent beer. Was that tough, though? So, I mean, every, I, I hear a lot of people say that homebrewers can't just jump in and 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 be consistent on a commercial scale. But because he hung out in here on his days off and and he knew what was going on, and being a firefighter, he understands how valves work and water moves (laughs) and all of this, that wasn't that big a deal. So hitting temperatures and hitting times and all of that with the recipes we had really wasn't that big a deal. I mean... So if you get different brewers, do they have different philosophies or do they have to just... I really don't give a to, shit. To what you want? I don't give a <laughs> shit. You can have all the philosophy you want. Buddha, Jesus... Are uh, philosophies I of how to make the beer different or better or whatever? No, and, and we do set and we talk about... I mean, the beers we make... It is written in stone. And you're Don't, not going to change that. Do not change okay. them. If <laughs> you do, the door is that way, okay. and don't come back. But when we decide to do, like when we did the crosslay, we sat down and we designed the beer. We wanted to do local hops. We wanted to make something really, really light to, I'm not going to say compete, but to give the Bud Light type drinkers something that they could drink as a craft beer and really get flavor and really not water. Um, I know I'm being a s- smart ass, <laughs> but but and, and we sat down and we worked it out and we've got a couple others that we're working on. We're looking at a brown ale for the fall. Yes. I like brown ales. Um. I'm not going to do a pumpkin beer. I don't know that we're going to do 
a true winter beer or I mean and we did our our winter ale was delicious but I don't know that we're going to do that this year uh I mean we missed the box season and that was an issue with the outgoing brewer and I can't right, right, right. Yeah. We um, we on Cincy Brewcast and on the Gnarly Gnome support everyone, so we don't want to. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, no. legally I'm not allowed to say anything about it. Right. But, equal opportunity drinker. Right. Um, so when we try to develop a new beer, we sit down and we, lay, we, we try to pick a style we want to work with. We try to figure out what kind of IBU we want to hit, what kind of ABV we want to hit, what kind of color we want to hit, and then we play. And then a lot of the beers we do, because we use base beers, Pinup Girl, right. Flashpoint, and Code 3 as a base beer, and then the little mean red-headed chick behind the bar, <laughs> she'll go... Because we get samples of flavors and extracts and purees, and we, we will literally take a syringe because we can measure down to milliliters. Or so we'll take a four ounce glass, put a beer in it, try to figure out what we want to go in that, mix it all up. And we'll we'll try different amounts of flavors to go in it, and then we'll go up to a pint glass, and then we'll go up to a six barrel and see what people think, and then we'll go to a half barrel, and if people really like where we're falling into that, we'll go ahead and brew a batch. So it is instead of doing home brewing. Because the problem with trying to do a five-gallon batch versus a 580-gallon batch, your hop yields are completely different. So we try to play with the beers we make. And then every now and then we'll just come up with, we want a completely different beer, and we'll start from scratch. And, yes, we'll do it 930 gallons of it. (laughs) <laughs> and if it sucks, we run it down a drain. Oh. So what makes you determine which ones you can can and be successful with? Is, is it what sells well? No. Or Part of that is the federal government and what you put into a beer, for instance. Because we do use a vanilla extract, and they do use some whiskey in it. We have to be spot on point on our alcohol. So if we're point one above, point one below, and they test it, we're screwed. So we can't do that. Um, and then the fruit beers, I really don't want to try to can those because we don't we don't filter. We don't do a centrifuge. And if you have... You can do a little Googling and see what happens if uh, (laughs) the beer is not properly stored. And if it gets too warm, if it gets warm and cold, and it just can be a nightmare. So, we will probably 
probably can proby in the fall. But I'm not saying that's going to happen. But it will be amazing. I So the label for proby was approved a while back. Yes. And it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Anybody who has seen the tap handle kind of has an idea what it looks like. It looks like a spotted cow. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's a Dalmatian. Okay, it looks like Firehouse. a spotted cow. Come on. <laughs> it still looks like a spotted cow, but yes, it's a Dalmatian. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there the transition was easy, I guess. It, it, we had some hiccups, but between Chris and I, and I spent normally where I would be out talking to bars, restaurants, and whatever around the state, I spent three months in here with him watching him. And if it looked like he was going to screw up, I'd stop him. He gets the fire hose. <laughs> no, nine millimeter to the head. Um, no two-time offenders. Um, but he and I work very, very well together. We communicate well. Uh, so if, if there was something that he was doing, I would ask him, why are you doing that? And if he had the right answer, let him go. If he was doing something that could have really screwed things up. But consistent beer is time and temperature, time and temperature, time and temperature. Fermentation temperature, mash temperature, and time on... It's, all, it's a process. It's, it, all, it's all process. It is. It is. And, Everybody thinks that, that brewing beer is so glamorous. <laughs> really? Those are the people so, who've never so, helped out on a brew before. So <laughs> with, with different seasons, does that affect how you can keep the time and temperature consistent, or does that make it harder? It, it, it doesn't. Well, for us, it doesn't. Because the, the water temperature... Okay, our, our hot liquor tank is at 186 degrees, okay? And if we're going to hit 161 degrees for a mash-in, it's just tweaking the valve, bringing in filtered water. Because we run our city water or our county water goes through a filter, and as it comes out, depending on the time of year, the temperature of the water coming out of the water main is going to be a little higher or a little lower. And all you got to do is tweak that knob. And then we've got a valve on here where we can choke the flow rate down. So we can get the flow rate. We can get the temperature exactly where we want it by just playing. And, yeah, it may cost me 50 gallons of water down the drain. But once he gets it dialed in, that's really not that big a deal. And then what... All of our fermenters are on a glycol system that run at 24, negative 24 Celsius. So we're cold enough, so the valves will kick on and off when they need. So we can keep what's in the fermentation or in the bright tank plus or minus one degree. And that's the key, one degree plus or minus. 
because the yeast it plays funny because when we transfer beer into the fermenter we'll come in at 20 degrees celsius 24 hours later we drop it to 19 because we let it get a head start and then it does its thing and if we can keep our temperatures solid all the way through it I mean even if we lose power for 24 hours we may lose a degree because the way these things are jacketed but if it's late in the stage of fermentation we're we're talking the last couple of days it's not going to hurt anything we just crash cool it it'll catch back up leave it in there for two more days it'll do its thing and then we're we're golden so that was tech by the way (laughs) so it's it's the whole system is designed to I don't it's not a it's not a closed system but it, it it's designed It is a closed system. It, no, it, this is a closed system. It's designed to be the same every time you make a beer. Absolutely. Um there's there's little outside influence and, and every brewery that's done in my opinion the right way that's that's the way it is from a one barrel system to a hundred barrel system, it doesn't matter. It's designed to be consistent temperature. Everything is supposed to be and, and the same. That is that's the important thing. I mean time and temperature, time and temperature, time and temperature. I mean even your home brewers, if they can get yeah, their times down and their temperatures down, they can they can make consistent most consistently of the time, good beer. When you taste mediocre or bad homebrew, it's it's they're messing up that process somewhere, be it when they're Probably brewing the beer fer- or fermentation, fermentation temperature. temperature. Fermentation the, the, temperature. Because the yeast... Yeast is very fickle. Like yes, it, doesn't, it, it is. Has a has a very small window where it likes to live. And even within that small window where it likes to live, there's a really tiny window where it's going to taste the way it's supposed to taste. And Well, okay. I'm going to argue with him here for a second. Oh, all right. I, the way it's supposed to taste, not necessarily the way, because there are some breweries that like to supposed ferment. to taste for who is making the yes. beer. So you have some breweries that like to ferment a couple of degrees cooler, right. a couple of degrees warmer. If you get too warm, you're you're going to start getting that buttery slick in there. So yes, there is a window, but it it if. You hit your number where you want it to be, that's right for you. Right. And all of these guys that write all these books that tell you, it's got to be done this, got to be done this way, got to be done this way, it's because they're making money selling books. The Egyptians made beer. (laughs) George Washington made beer without refrigeration. (laughs) So beer can be made. Well... One of my favorite time of year for for beer is Oktoberfest because we have so many Oktoberfest beers around Cincinnati. And there's there's two basic styles. You get, you get the Fest beer and you get Marzins. There's probably 35 breweries or 35 different Oktoberfest or Fest beer beers that are, that are being made right now this time of year. They're all coming out at the exact same time. They're all 
basically the same style, and yet there is so much difference between them all based on what somebody thinks is right or somebody likes or oh, somebody thinks is going to sell better than another one. And that that's fun to me to have like this this one little pocket of the year where everybody's putting out what should be the same couple beers, and yet they're so different. But, I, I love it. And, and And the funny thing is, and I'm going to piss a whole lot of brewers <laughs> off right now. <laughs> They're almost like chefs that they know. I don't think you're pissing anybody off yet. They know exactly what is best, and everybody else is wrong. Everybody. You know, there's 50-something breweries in the greater Cincinnati area. There's, what, 200 in Ohio now? Something like that. I'm doing it right, and everybody else is doing it wrong. Bullcrap. No. You're doing it the way you think it needs to be done. I mean, you can, anybody can make tomato sauce. And that's... Uh, you never tried my mom's spaghetti. <laughs> you haven't tried mine. But <laughs> anyway. Not anybody but, can do it. <laughs> but my, my point is, is you know, there, there are so many people that make spaghetti sauce or pizza sauce or whatever. And it's their family recipe. It's done this way. It has to be done this way. It, they're all good, but that's not the only way to do it. And that's, you know, this isn't Hell's Kitchen. You're not, you know, Gordon Ramsay or, you know, it's, it's beer. Lighten the hell up. Make good beer. Shut up and drink. Enjoy it. Right. <laughs> it's still, at the end of the day, as much as... As I take beer very seriously, and I'm sure you take beer very seriously. Oh, I'm not serious about it's anything. It's still, like, at the end of the day, it's still just beer. It's beer. It's, it's beer. Like, don't, don't forget that and don't, don't lose sight of, of what's going on here. Uh, and then... So I've got a question. You said you visit restaurants and um, places, I guess, you, you, you put the kegs in. So what, what does better? The kegs of beer in the bars and restaurants, or the cans like on the Kroger shelves or Jungle Gems? It's or Jungle Gems. We it, like it, Jungle Gems. What, 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 what's better for I like Jungle Gems. <laughs> what, what does better? It, it, it really depends. Okay. We do very, very well in a lot of the nicer restaurants because the blonde ale goes good with hot and spicy stuff. The red ale goes really good with red sauces and that kind of thing. The IPA, believe it or not, absolutely rocks in seafood, in sushi bars. Wow. No. I know it makes sense when you say it. Like I... And, and it, again, that's us trying to balance beer where you can still taste your food. you got to have enough hops in there that you can taste the fish, but you're not taken away from the, you know, the seafood and the sushis and that kind of thing. Um... Porter does absolutely fantastic in the steakhouses. So on the restaurant side, we do well in draft. We're, we do okay. Jungle Gems, we do very, very good in Jungle Gems, and Jungle Gems has been very, very good to us. Uh, we do tap nights. They do well with our cans. And then we're, we're in a lot of the small 
mom and pops, gas stations, that kind of thing, the drive-throughs, we do well in those. So it really is kind of a a balance. Pretty much a balance. Okay. Uh, I would say we probably in volume, we probably send more out in kegs than we do in cans. But it's they're completely different markets. They real it, it really is a different market. Uh, this time of year, pinup girl, golf courses, draft and cans are killing it. Uh, in the fall through the winter, Code Three is it because a little more malt, a little bit heavier. It does really, really well. Let's let's go a little bigger picture before let's, we're getting big here. We gotta oh really gotta branch out. Hold on, I gotta get my glasses on. <laughs> um, I can't see that far. So you guys are, I guess, considered veterans here in Cincinnati of the craft beer scene. Uh, you were September will be our fourth <laughs> anniversary, which right. you know, congratulations. Oh, we're going to have a party. I'm shutting the street down on September 15th. If you've never been to an old firehouse party. <laughs> I can throw a party. I can throw they a definitely, party. The, the whole city shows up. The whole city shuts down. The um, We're a village. We're not a city. Sorry. And it takes a village to raise a child. So the last event that I was at. Raise a beer drinker. The last, yes. The last event that I was at was the uh, the beach party. We raised almost $10,000 for that fallen. Uh, well, okay, I say fallen. It was a firefighter that was involved in a motorcycle accident. Um, broke most of the bones in his face, tore part of his face off. Spent his 23rd birthday in the hospital, in ICU. They told him he would be in the hospital for a month. He would be in rehab for four to five months. That was on June 2nd or 6th, the 4th of July. He was in this building walking and talking. Now, hard-headed little pain in the ass that he is. But, no, we raised almost ten grand. So there were, I think, four fire departments here. Does that sound about right? Yes. Um, there was a sand pit. I still have sand. No, I can't get rid of the sand out of the building. You never will. Hold on. That was the greatest stupid decision I ever made to put seven tons of sand out here and put a beach on Main Street in Williamsburg. So I don't. I don't know what the little. Um the little pool with the water. What is, what is that? What is the technical name for that? That is a dump tank. So okay. out here, out here in the country, my wife's my wife's family, like I said, lives near Oxford. All members of the volunteer fire department in Riley Township. I've heard about these little dump tanks before because they're very familiar with them out there. You know, there's lots of places that don't have fire hydrants. Yes. So when we pulled up and I was walking up and I saw kids swimming in the dump tank. I could just, just throw a party. Just immediately, I just say, you know, all right, I think this is exactly what this place is supposed to be. <laughs> it was. I, I love it. It was great. The, you guys, you guys do parties extremely well. So if anybody has not, number one, if anybody hasn't been out here, come out here for the anniversary party because you'll see exactly what 
this whole idea is about. You'll get it all wrapped into one day. The the community the community loves this place. And this year, the money we raise, because we're going to do a hippity hop relay race. <laughs> we're going to do a cornhole tournament. I think we're going to do a dart tournament, if I'm sober enough to keep track. And then we do what we call Water Wars. Right. That is a keg on a cable. Probably pictures on your Facebook page. There probably are. I don't know. I don't do Facebook. With fire hoses. And all the money we raise will be split between the police department and the fire department here in Williamsburg. Uh, Last year, we were going to do that, but we had an officer. His wife was involved in a head-on collision. I think she lost the baby. She was a teacher in toward town. And I think we raised 1800 bucks to help the family. And the year before that, I believe we bought a computer for the police car. I think all but $80. And then the year before that, it went to the fire department. So we've decided we're going to do police and fire so that... It's not one good year, one bad year. Right. We Every year we'll do it. We'll split it between the two of them. See what the fire department needs for equipment. See what the police department needs for equipment. And try, to, again, to help our community because I live here. Well, and that's, you know, a lot of people like to use the idea of community and craft beer as a gimmick, a marketing kind of thing. We love our neighborhood. I live within a block of this building. So I am community. But Adam really does community. No, but like I, there are not any other breweries in Cincinnati that have changed like the way their community is, the way Old Firehouse. Like I, 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 I was I was in Williamsburg plenty of times before you guys opened up. I spent a, I spent a lot of time working here driving through you know like i i spent a lot of time here i i had friends that lived here this is this was mayberry it was it wasn't even mayberry it was it, like it, it it was it was a step as people were on their way to somewhere else if they decided to avoid 32 or 125 you know it's different now it, the, the the pizza place across the street I don't know that they were about to close their doors, but they weren't. I, I don't even. It, but, but, it's but, not, but you changed the way this community is. It's it. It feels different. It acts different. Some extra life to it. It's it's I, different I, than see, it was I, before you opened. Okay, and I, I don't want. I don't want that pressure. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't want I, the pressure. I just and, want and, people to understand what's happening in Williamsburg. Look, I want to come into work. I want to make beer. I want people to come in, have a good time, and I want to drink beer. I don't want the pressure. I, I can go back to corporate. I can go back to, well, actually, my old ass probably can't go back to fighting fire <laughs> again. But I don't want that pressure. I I. I want a place just to hang out. Yes, if we can do some stuff for the better, and I can push, you know, whether it is the political to do something that needs to be done to help the community, whether it's 
the and I'm not going to say I pushed. I talked to Soil and Water. Just above the village is a low head dam, which is a low head dam is just, well, there's one in Dayton. You've seen them. They're Widowmakers. In 78, there were two kids that were killed up here. They don't need it anymore. They're going to take it out this year. That's going to take the insurance burden off of the village. But that's going to open this river up. I mean, this village has the East Fork of the Little Miami. They have a regionally ranked Frisbee Golf. We've got horseback riding on both ends of the lake. I mean, hell, the lake is 600 yards behind us. You've got camping at East Fork. There's a lot of outdoor activities and family activities to do here. And if we can open that up and get people to come out and see that they can come out here not spend a lot of money, you know, a little gas money, but hell, we're 20, 20 minutes, 12 miles from 275 out 32. So if you can come out here, you can hang out, you can kayak, you can tube on the East Fork, you can play disc golf, whatever, to come out and make it, again, I want to make the village family-friendly. I, I want it to be a hangout. A place to get away. You don't have to worry about anybody bothering you out here. And when I say out here, yeah, 12 miles. Yeah, we're all <laughs> the way out here. Yeah. So, it, 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 yes, it is about community. But it's about family. That's, that's our number one. We want family. I mean, hell, you got, what do you say? She's seven, eight. She's 11. And my granddaughter's here. She's probably off destroying something right now. <laughs> Good. I hear she's a hellion. She is. Great. But she's fun. <laughs> I'm going to show her how to use fireworks. There you go. Pyrotechnics. Like yes. In Grandpa's basement. No. Out here Not at Old Firehouse. Basement. Not in the basement. <laughs> now you figured out how to get the old man worked. Yeah. Not in the basement. Not in the basement. Yes, in the basement. Okay. So, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit, or I'm going to self-promote some bull crap that's going on here. That's what we're here for. Uh, September 15, our anniversary party. We're shutting the street down. On what, t- what time? I'm going to shut it down around All noon. All day. <laughs> noon. I'm going to wait for the bank to close. Um, I'm supposed to open it up around 9 o'clock. I have forgotten for three hours to open the street up before. <laughs> I drink at these events. I'm sorry. Uh, on October 13, they are doing a race. 50K oh, is this race. this stupid thing? Oh, my God. It's, I, it, my no, hat, it's not stupid. It, it's insane. crazy. It's insane. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll give you insane. 50K through the woods on the trail all the way around East Fork Lake. 31 miles. They this sh- is not on a nice little paved path. No, this is in the woods. This is up and down hills and trails, whatever. But on Friday, they come in. They pick up their bibs and all their regalia. And then when they get finished, they come back in here. If they finish the race, they get to ring the bell at the bar. They get their beer, and we have an award ceremony. During that, we're also shutting the street down again. 
and we're doing a barbecue festival. And then we'll have arts and crafts and that kind of thing. It's going to be a street festival. Come out, hang out, spend the day. Hell, go play disc golf, go do whatever. And then, because I'll shut the street down at noon and open it back up nine-ish to midnight-ish, whenever. And then one of the other things we're doing, October 20, we support the Shrine. The Shrine will be out here doing their Oktoberfest. Do they bring those little cars? I might be able to get some to come out. (laughs) But if you come out, you pay them whatever they're asking. They give you a token for beers. And then for every token I get, I give a dollar back to the Shrine per beer. And then you get brats and mets and Queen City Sausage. Elmer down at Queen City, he helps out with this also. And then the crazy party of the year is going to be October 27th. That's Halloween. We, <laughs> uh, we've we done a zombie apocalypse. This year, I think we're going to try to do a Roaring Twenties theme but show up. Hey, Ron, can you hear it? Okay. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> um, so, no, we try to do stuff year-round to raise money for everybody else. Whether If we sell beer, we sell beer, and that's great. Hopefully we sell some more beer and we can keep the lights on. You'll sell beer to the Shriners. I'm a Shriner. So am I. Don't be. Are you? <laughs> yes. Ah. One of my favorite memories when um, when my parents got married, you know, the old man is my stepdad. When they got married and he moved Hold out on, of wait his... Wait a minute. Hold on. The way he said that, when my parents got married, that means she was pregnant <laughs> and... Oh, so you're a little bastard, aren't you? <laughs> I am I'm a little bastard. I'm just saying. That's true. So okay. he moved out of his apartment, his little bachelor pad that he had at the time. Good old days. And... Shag carpet. As, as, Hold on. Post speakers about this tall <laughs> turntable. Hold on, I bet you had a reel to reel, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> an eight track. I did. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <an> eight track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cleaning out this apartment and packing things up to move to to our house, um, we stumbled across this little uh, this little pile of goodies in the back of his closet. Not 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 the good stuff that you would think, but. No, instead it was this little Shriner's hat. Toledo window, bo- window box? You're smoking weed <laughs> with, back there? Is with, that your little... No, 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 no. I admit to no. nothing. Shriner's hat with a little tassel. That, and a, that would be a fez. And, and the, little, the little shoes. Little, what are those called? What were you, you in the Oriental Band? I was in the Marching Sheiks. Okay. And big giant sword. Like yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Shut your mouth, or I'm cutting your head yeah, off. I've, I've got a really, I've got a, a cool really looking sword. I've got a really great picture of him and his dad with their little outfits on that. Uh, I should probably post on the website, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold on, we're supposed to be picking on him, exactly. not us. Not, picking on you. I'm not picking on him and his little curly shoes. I would never do that. You're right. <laughs> so, what ne- next question? Because. We're looking big picture here. Uh, no, I just, I, I just I want to know how do you know that this is 
successful? Like, what's the, what's that measure of success? I'm I'm sure we asked this question on our first show when we stopped out here. Like, at if what Bud point? Weiser walks in here with a ten million dollar check, <laughs> I know I'm successful. <laughs> Hell, I'll take Sam Adams. It's sold <laughs> three million, five million. Yeah. Um, how do you know, like? I, I know that you you talk a lot about community. And you talk a lot about family, but how do you know that you're doing this right? Is there is there the a way people to... sit in these chairs? Okay, we don't enter contest. I don't need gold medals. I don't need bronze medals, silver medal. medals. I'll make you a gold medal and no medal. Really? I don't care. I don't. I don't care about going out to all of these big, you know, festivals. It's the people sitting in here that are having a good time, like to drink our beer. This is success. Now, whether I sell enough beer to pay the light bill and the water bill and all of that, that's... but. If they come in and they like the beer and they're happy with the beer, that's number one. I get, okay, when when we actually it was before we opened, somebody sent me a podcast of somebody out of Akron or and these guys were talking. Oh, we got another brewery coming into Cincinnati. Well, hell, we were only number twelve or thirteen. <laughs> Well, I hope this guy is not just in it for the money. I got news for you. If you want to make $5 million in the brewing business, start with 10 And And, and he gave, you know, it, he, he gave us a bunch of crap. You know, oh, he's just coming in it for the money. Okay, I'm an old broke-down firefighter. Bought an old broke-down firehouse. I like beer, and, and we have tried to make spot-on solid beers. It, it's always been, and I've told you this before we did the podcast and the first time I ever met you, it is about making good beer, solid beer. You know, not this West Coast hopped up, over-the-top, whatever's trendy. It's about, for us, making solid beer that goes with your food, that you can drink, that you you can enjoy. I mean, you get you get some of these West Coast IPAs, two of them, and you, your palate's done. Right. So for us, it was to make beer that you could... Well, I want to make all-session beers. Whether that's, it, well, that's a good way to put it. What, what, whether it's a blood orange or a raspberry or a lemon lime or a maple nut or a maple porter, you can sit down and you can drink more than one or two of them, and you can enjoy the beer. It is truly about the beer. And having a crowd in here and having people come in with their kids... And drinking, you know, more than one or two beers and having a good time and socializing. This is success. Whether I'm making money or not, that's something completely different. But, but this this is a success. And you're having fun. <laughs> right now. Right now you're having fun. <laughs> yes, but, you know, when I'm changing light bulbs and, you know, plunging toilets and because... 
oh yeah, I own a brewery, but I'm the maintenance man. I am the janitor. I am the I'm the grunt for the brewer on days. That means you're talented. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. So I don't believe it, but I'll take it. If somebody walked in here tonight and walked up to you and said, Adam, I got this idea. You know, I, I live in X community here. We don't have anything like this going on. I'm going to start a brewery. What do you what do you tell that person? Because I, I know that happens. <laughs> have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> Did people tell well, you that? I had a couple people. Um, Sam Cruz from Against the Grain walked me through, and um, Nathan down at uh, Country Boy, and Robin down at West Sixth. I talked to these guys a lot before I did this. I didn't talk to anybody in town, and I we're doing okay. I'm not. Uh, we're not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be Jim Cook anytime soon. I really wish I could be, but <laughs> no. And they walked me through it, but we're doing okay. Would I do this again in this climate with 60-something by the end of the year? I don't know that I would because... It, okay, it depends on what your business model is. If you want to be a local tap room and you want to do three to five barrels, okay, if you're in the right location. If you want to go and try to do a regional kind of distribution I'd say no because there are so many guys fighting over six tap handles in this bar and four tap handles in this bar or restaurant there is not there's not enough tap handles A and B most of your beer buyers right now are What's new? They don't care whether I've made Code 3 for four years and it is a solid beer. If Joe Blow down the street opened a brewery and he's got something that's completely different that nobody else has, he's going to buy it and he'll kick my beer off. Because he doesn't have the tap space and all he wants to do is get... The beer guys, geeks, whatever you want to call them, that want something new to taste something completely new, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. She was looking over here. Sorry. They distracted everybody. <laughs> they they want to get something in for those guys. If it's a six barrel and it's something completely different and you have these beer geeks that want just new, 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 whether it's good, bad, whatever. So, so in that case, will they knock somebody out? Oh, some's got to go. Some, it's, something's got to go. It's not going to be Butter Miller that's going. It's yeah. going to be something else. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, and I have people all the time. Well, you need to do a nitro stout. How the hell am I going to kick Guinness off of any tap? Because most people don't have nitro except for Guinness and maybe left hand. I'm not going to. So why am I going to make a beer that I can't get out into the market? So the issue is, is every little bar and restaurant, whatever, if they only have six tap handles and they want whatever's new, even though we make solid beer. Is there pressure from the distributor side to make something specific? Like, are the No. Early on, we had requests. But all these distributors now, and whether it's mine, whether it's any of the others, and I'm not going to name names, their portfolio is so, so big that and there is a high turnover rate in salespeople. I, Nobody even knows who I am or whatever. I stood next to you at a beer festival one time, having a beer, shooting the shit. And right next to us was another beer booth who was part of a distributor that distributes a lot of the beer here in Cincinnati. Somebody walked up to the booth and said, "Ah, I really like sour beer. What do you have that, you know, I I can try that's, that's something that I would like? And instead of guiding that person towards something in that brewery's portfolio that they were pouring... They sent them across the room to another brewery that was within their portfolio that was the new hot thing and sent the person away. And like that, that's a big red flag to me from, that, that, from, that, from that is. a different but, side of the business. But, that But you, ha- you in all the distributors, they have a high turnover rate on salespeople. So that they can't... But so that really know the profiles. But that they includes can't. the people that are selling your beer. Yes, absolutely. How, I mean, I pull my. I had hair when I started this. <laughs> I'm bald, <laughs> and what I have left is gray. So I'm clear and gray. I just, in the hair. No, no. My driver's license says clear. <laughs> so is it better staying with one distributor or switching distributors? You can't switch you distributors can't like switch. that. It's, it's not it, that kind of a it, world. It's, it's not that. Wow. And it is because there are so many new guys that are coming in, and they're the new guys. So you just have to hold on until the little guys either find their niche and fall off or fall off. And you just keep muddling along to get, and it's tough. It really is tough. Now, I've, my distributor's great, but they've got a lot of turnover in the sales force. And hell, when you got 75 people, hell, you lose 10 of them a year. You got a new guy come in, that means I got to go to Cleveland to meet this guy or I got to go to Toledo or Columbus or Dayton or wherever to try to educate them on my beer where, you know, they've got 300 different brands 
different brews, and I've got, you know, four or five that I sent to them. I, I'm a little, in their mind, I'm a little fish in a big-ass pond. That's, I don't know, let's, let's end on a high note. <laughs> so I feel like there's a whole... Let's sh- drink. There's a whole Amen. show, there's a whole show wrapped up in that whole side of the business. I, it is. And I, okay, you talked about Scott earlier. His distributor killed him. Pure and simple. And I'm not... No, that was a distribution issue that killed him. I mean, he made some really, really good beer. He made some funky beer, too. But they were all solid. And that was a distributor issue that killed him. You know, they wanted him to grow, wanted him to grow, wanted him to grow, and they didn't sell it. So how how can you... I mean, hell, a fermenter's twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, depending on where you get it and who. I mean, you can get it in China, cheaper, but to get it made in North America, you know, you're looking at twenty five, thirty thousand bucks for a thirty barrel fermenter, and oh, you got to get more, you got to get more, you got to get more. So he builds up. Well, when you get more fermenters, you need more refrigeration. You need more glycol. Well, you're going to need more steam or more heat to make more beer. You need more refrigeration because you need to put kegs somewhere. So you dump a ton of money into that, and they don't sell your beer. Right. So it is, it's ugly. It, it, it can be ugly. I'm happy with Cavalier. You know, I've, I've got a couple of markets we need to bump up a little bit. Uh, I would like to be a little stronger in Columbus. Uh, Dayton needs a little bit of work. I'd like to be more in Toledo. I really, and I, w- I would like to be in Cleveland, but I don't know that I can make enough beer to go to that market. I mean, you live in Cleveland, you got to drink a shitload of beer just because you live in Cleveland. But if, if I can take Columbus, if I can take the west side of Ohio and bump it up with some of the things we're doing, I mean, we're, we're labeling our own cans now instead of shrink wrap. That saves us a little bit of money on what we pay for cans, well, what we pay for labeled cans. Because cans have gone up, God, and there's 20%. There's a whole show there, too. <laughs> no, alu- aluminum cans have gone up 20% this year. So by switching to labels, we've saved, I don't know, about 18%. And for me, it's trying to keep our beer on the shelf at the same price. I'm not going to make any more money. But what I can save on this side will save everybody on that side. Because I really don't want to bump up our prices. Again, it goes back to the prices that are hanging up on the board in here. I want to be a place or a brewery. You can drink the beer. No, I'm not Budweiser where you can get dirt cheap water, I mean beer, um, in a can. But I don't want to be... You know, in that twelve ninety nine, 
thirteen ninety nine a six pack. I want right. to I want to stay on the shelf. You know, at nine ninety nine, and it, it's tough. It it really is tough because grain's gone up, hops have gone up, cans have gone through the freaking roof. So it really is, uh, you know, trying to to hold a steady line, even keel, if you will. It's it's a very different world than I think a lot of people think it is. I don't know. We we need something positive to pull us out of the show. Uh, let's see. Now nah, clowns. I don't like clowns. <laughs> um. It's not raining right now. It is not raining right now. And it's not a 1,000 degrees outside. And I think the football game ended because the tap room is full of people. The tap room (laughs) is is full. full. That's a good note. No, I'm I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just saying, on the business side, we are trying to keep the prices where people like it. And you can afford to drink, hopefully, our beer. Um, If you get a chance, come out. Uh, we throw parties. Give us, give us the dates again. September fifteenth is our anniversary. October thirteenth is the Feral Hog, and that's going to be great because barbecue pig yeah, barbecue and festival. beer. <laughs> oh God, yes. Even if you're kind of like me and you don't really want to run around the lake and get all nasty no, you and come get your legs here, sore, just come in here and eat barbecue. Set your happy ass down. Order a beer. Wave at people. Yes. Say good luck. Yes. Good job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Be the fan club when they come through. <laughs> That's Do the wave. Speed. Uh, the Shrine will be here October 20, which is the Saturday. These are all on Saturdays. And then Halloween party. And if you can come out for the Halloween party, dress up. Even if it's not in the 20s, we do... A Halloween costume contest. It's it's a blast. It really is. So even if like your trick or treat falls on Halloween, like it does for me back at home, like that falls in the middle of the week. So your Halloween party is on like a Saturday. Saturday. It's on a Saturday. Saturday, and Saturday then, night, and then like Wednesday, I think, is the the thirty first. So you know you can do both. <laughs> like how how brilliant is that, <laughs> um, Adam? Thank you very much for having us out here again. Oh, really? Really? No, no. seriously. It's a no. fun place to come. Thanks yeah. thanks for coming out and drinking beer with me. Um, I'll stumble home. And <laughs> you can walk. I, no. It's, it's a stumble. I, stumble. <laughs> probably crawl. There have been nights that have been belly crawl. Yeah. Tear up the jeans. Really piss the neighbors off because I tear up the grass. <laughs> but I stay on private property. But you look cool. Yeah, but hold on. If I stay on private property, it's not public and drunkness. Let's not. I am let's not talk on, about that because yes. uh, <laughs> some of us have been there more often than that. Uh, so tell me about public drunkenness. We, we don't. Uh, we don't have time for that show. Uh, so this ain't Newport. We're not. So. We're not fans of the Newport Police Department on Cincy Brewcast. What we are fans of is Old Firehouse and hey. everybody here in Williamsburg. The police department. The fire department they're all fantastic <laughs> and the brewery suck ass is my favorite brewery in williamsburg <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, really? oh. Wow, hey, huh? you know what see how i do that i am the second brewery that is in williamsburg really yeah 
the temperance women burnt the damn thing down in like 1862. <laughs> and I can't find the address for it. So oh, as soon as man. I find it, I think I'm going to buy that property will, and do something. Put a shrine up. I will, yes. I will do impressive. some. I'll do some digging. I know a couple people that can probably help with that. I, yes. I know some people that are. It was the 1860s. The temperance women burnt the brewery down. I know down. people in the historical society. Maybe I need <laughs> some help. I know some people, but. They're different people than that. <laughs> They're amazing. not information. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, Cincy Brewbus, for sponsoring the show. Thank you, guys, for listening. This is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. And ADD. <laughs>